To be honest, we hear all kinds of questions, both from the marketing department, but actually also from sales. For example, my latest client came to me with the question, Alexandra, we have so many leads in our database, but they are just sitting there. We don't do anything with them. Can you help? And then another approached me by asking, we have so many leads coming in, but if my sales have to cover all of them, they might not have enough time to follow up with the actual opportunities. How can I make sure that we spot the hot leads first? Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of the House of Marketing's podcast. My name is Jean-Marc and today I will be co-hosting this podcast with Emily. Hi everybody. Hi Jean-Marc. All right. So new episode, new topic. Um, what are we talking about today? So today we talk about a really interesting topic as usual, uh, marketing automation. So what is marketing automation? If we speak very uh, wide, widely, marketing automation is the use of a software and web-based services to execute, manage and automate marketing tasks and processes by delivering personalized and useful content across the full marketing funnel. So it's a very long definition, but after the podcast, we will understand it completely clearly. All right. Um, so yeah, now that we understand a bit what marketing automation is in theory, let's move on to how marketing automation can concretely help you and your company. So to talk about marketing automation, we invited Alexandra Maassen and Dirk Blondel in the studio today. Hello to both of you. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi, Emily Jean-Marc. Thanks for having me. So before getting started, Alexandra and Dirk, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, yes, yes. Um, what's uh, attracting me marketing automation? I have to go back to uh, where I started studying. Uh, so I studied as an industrial engineer, the technical part. Uh, but doing these uh, studies, I also came in love with the business side. Uh, marketing was also a topic there and uh, it interested me. Uh, so after first couple of years in uh, telecom, uh, working more operationally, technically, uh, I came into the marketing uh, perspective as a product manager. Uh, and then after a couple of years there in this technical product management role, I wanted to extend uh, my knowledge, broaden the marketing scope. And so that's why I ended up with uh, Tom. And so now I have yeah, a very broad uh, marketing uh, knowledge. But that's what's now the beauty that with marketing technology, I can, can go back to the roots, uh, to my study years, uh, where there is a match now again between marketing and this technology, but also uh, the sales part of it, uh, which also I have uh, had experience in my uh, career. So it's really a nice fit there, that uh, sweet spot between marketing, sales and technology for me. I can definitely tell you a little bit about myself. Um, my professional journey has actually already taken me quite around the globe. Uh, for example, during my studies, I interned in New York twice. The first time for a small indie record label and the second time, which I believe was in 2012, I was interning for a hospitality consulting firm where I was working together with one of the managing partners. And then eventually that internship turned into a full-time job. Now, after two years into that position, I was approached by NG Data and NG Data for certain listeners of the podcast, it might actually ring a bell. They are a Belgian company from Ghent who actually at that time had just opened their first uh, American headquarters in New York. And there I got in contact with marketing automation for the very first time. 
I was responsible for lead generation for lead nurture campaigns in Marketo through webinar programs and gated content, which we all automated. But part of my scope was actually also to facilitate a bi-directional integration between Marketo and Salesforce so our sales could make more informed decisions and marketing could start nurturing deals that were actually in the opportunity phase. And from then on, I have always been involved with marketing automation. So, of course, Alexandra, the way that you personally work uh, around marketing automation is through projects for clients. I think it would be interesting to know what are the key questions that you hear from marketing teams that leads to, to a marketing automation project? Well, Jean-Marc, to be honest, we hear all kinds of questions, both from the marketing department, but actually also from sales. For example, my latest client came to me with the question, Alexandra, we have so many leads in our database, but they are just sitting there. We don't do anything with them. Can you help? And then another approached me by asking, we have so many leads coming in, but if my sales have to cover all of them, they might not have enough time to follow up with the actual opportunities. How can I make sure that we spot the hot leads first? And then we also have the classics. Uh, for example, I want my sales teams to focus on closing opportunities and not on admin. Can you help them by saving time, by automating some of our outgoing communication? Or we want to do a webinar. Can you help us set up the flows? Yes, so we see marketing and automation can help uh, answer different needs, which can be business related or even technical needs. So what does it really bring to companies in general? And, and really, what does it bring to customers at the end? Yeah, let's, let's start with the customer, because for the customer, it's uh, really a lot of advantages that he gets. He will get more personalized messages. He doesn't get the crap, uh, the, the overload in his mailbox of messages, and he can get them on the right time and on the right channel eh, by knowing that customer better. But then to answer the benefits of the company, there we have to split in B2B and B2C. Eh, because even in the tools, you have uh, different tools in B2B and B2C. So for the B2C side, uh, there is a, a double uh, element to it eh, because there is more the service uh, B2C and uh, more consumer goods uh, B2C uh, topics. But let's make it with an example. Eh, so you have a house and you have some improvement to do and uh, improvement can be as little as replacing a broken light bulb. So that's more transactional. So there you need to know where can I find that fitting, best fitting light bulb, exactly the same than the one that was broken, preferably. So therefore the company, it's important to send the messages to the customer, like a lot of companies are still doing with uh, the folder, but now in a more personalized main way, in, in a mouse mailing personalized way, where you can work on the customer also using the recency and frequency of the customer visiting your website or uh, your uh, your brick and mortar store. Uh, and so it's important there that uh, that customer, that company can send to the customer what the company is about, which offer the company has, which promos are available and where to find the products. On the other side, if you don't want to replace a, a broken light bulb, but you want to install a new kitchen or a new bathroom, yeah, of course, there as a customer, you want to do more research. You want to make the best decision, the perfect fit as a kitchen or as a bathroom to your needs. So you need to do research. You take you need to do to take several decisions in this uh, process. And so there, again, you have more B2B tactics that you can apply. Uh, you have to find a customer who has the needs and then nurturing him with uh, content 
and along the way capture data and use that data to create the personalized content for that customer. So that's for the B2C side. Uh, on the B2B side, I already explained a bit. Uh, so there it's about a real B2B. It's about getting leads to sales. It's uh, converting an unknown customer to a very interested customer and passing that sales on that lead onto sales uh, and putting it into the CRM system so that uh, sales teams can go and close the deal for that customer. And so there you need tools like uh, a 360 view of the customer. You need uh, dashboards uh, with funnel performance management. Uh, and of course, you need uh, a lead nurturing, lead scoring model in place so that you can decide which customer is a good lead and which is uh, still to be nurtured. All right, uh, thank you for this very clear introduction. Now that we understand the needs and benefits of marketing automation, let's see how you can set this up for your company. So during the podcast, we like to give some concrete uh, example or tips for uh, marketing manager companies or marketeers who would like to start maybe a marketing automation project. So what do you think they would need to look at before thinking about starting a marketing automation project? Really good question. And yes, I can definitely explain this. Um, at the House of Marketing, we currently work with a proven five-step marketing automation approach. And what I always do is to start with an analysis of the current situation, an analysis of your current setup, of your current database. Why do we do this? Um, especially when you're inheriting a marketing automation setup, you want to know what's in that box. Uh, you want to know what's in the box before you make any promises you might not be able to keep or before you put things in scope that you might not be able to deliver on. And then once we have mapped out the as-is, we have a better view of, on the quality of the database, of the performance of the database, of how the platform was set up, where certain gaps lie, but also uh, where there are quick wins. And then in the second phase of our approach, which we call the design phase, we combine all of these action items. Uh, we categorize them, we group them in buckets, which serve a similar objective. And then in another phase, together with the client, we assign priorities and define pilots or use cases. And then after this phase, we normally have a full roadmap mapped out, both encompassing quick wins, uh, things we can do in the next three months, but also more longer term and larger projects. And then in the last two phases, we roll out the pilots, uh, we evaluate and we optimize as we go. Uh, and once we have found our holy grail, we roll it out to other markets, to a broader segment or to other verticals. I think it's a little bit of the think big, start small and scale fast approach. Good. Um, it's already my last question for this, this episode. Maybe the fun for the end. Um, the fun, but also the learnings. Do you have some anecdotes from projects that you worked on that you would like to share? Yeah, it's more watchouts than anecdotes, but it's in an anecdotal way that uh, I will uh, uh, tell them. Uh, first one is don't forget the impact on the team. Uh, it is a technical project, it is a marketing project, but most of all, it is a, a change project. An example of that, uh, we did a project at the bank who was having problems with the marketing automation team. They want to optimize their campaigns uh, because they didn't feel comfortable that they were having the best practice way of uh, doing these campaigns. And so we, when we entered there, 
we really saw that it was like a huge spaghetti flow, a huge spaghetti flow. Uh, and how did they come to that status? Uh, well, it was a very simple reason because one of the persons working, so the campaign manager, um, at one stage, early after uh, the, the project was uh, started, uh, he made a mistake. He wanted to send an email to a very targeted uh, group of people, but it ended up in the mailbox of the full database. And so as of that moment, he was that afraid of the tool or, or of making that mistake again, that he was building in some safe uh, guards into the into the process steps. And uh, so that made that, yeah, in the end, he wasn't almost uh, able to know what was where happening where. And so that was what made it more complex. So as an action of being more precautious, he was in the end building more risk that uh, there was failure because of the complexity of the flow. A second anecdote is, uh, yeah, when working in a marketing automation automated way, you have to look at the details as well. And as we say, the devil is in the details. A company we've worked for as well, uh, they had set up uh, two flows, uh, more than two flows, but two relevant flows for this example. One was to download the brochure of their products. And a second, was, second one was to ask for a sample of uh, the product. And in the d download of a brochure, uh, so yeah, there you have a flow and uh, you, you fill in the data, you get uh, the brochure for download. And as a follow-up step of that uh, flow, it was, don't you want to test the product? Same thing was happening for the test to product flow. Uh, there you could test the product, but then you only have tested one version of it. So it was, don't you want to order a sample? So in the end, the customer he ended up in a circular flow. He was turning around in circles and uh, conversion, of course, was uh, very poor because yeah, he couldn't get out of this uh, uh, circle flow. And uh, so that's uh, the details that you need to really pay attention to. And also you see that uh, testing all the flows and testing the results and checking and rechecking and get all the learnings and optimization. I mean, it could be a real guards also for all this uh, flow issue that you've seen, right? Yes, of course, testing it and, and uh, really leaving that uh, the flow and uh, so that customer could have found it out uh, then. Uh, and yeah, to define really to use the data, then uh, you were stuck in that uh, flow. So let's just add uh, a data element. That person has already passed that flow to get out of the flow in, uh, in uh, the next step. Thanks a lot, Alexandre and Dirk, for all this very interesting information. We learned a lot. I learned a lot. I'm at a very good moment. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and to the listeners, you can find in the description of this episode a link to, to a page where you find all the resources that we discussed now. Uh, if you want to dig deeper into marketing automation, don't hesitate to leave a review as well. And uh, until the next one, have a nice day. Bye. Bye-bye.